death, taxes, and the Pittsburgh Steelers involved in drama. But this time, the drama might legitimately be overblown. On this episode of Mike Drop Here on Pittsburgh Sports Live and Steelers Now, I'm Mike Oste, and I'm here to tell you why Deontay Johnson skipping out on OTAs is not a big deal. However, I'm also here to tell you why Deontay Johnson has tons of pressure on him to step up and produce this coming season. Now, Deontay Johnson skips out on OTAs. That's not the first time a player has skipped out on OTAs that's had pressure on him or is a star player or an impactful player to a team. And every player was interviewed, was asked about this, and of course they're going to say it's no big deal. It seemingly was no big deal to them, although they're not going to throw them under the bus. So maybe you're not getting their truth. You're, you're going to take that with a grain of salt all the time when you hear a player talk about a teammate. However, again, we know the situation with Deontay Johnson. Just had a Pro Bowl caliber year, just emerged the number one receiver on the Steelers, clearly. And that was the final year of Big Ben. That was a diminished offense. That was an offense that Solid at times and not nearly so much at other times. Matt Canda is back as a coordinator. He had the blame. He, he was able to blame the offensive line and Big Ben not being mobile last year. And those excuses actually were valid, and that's why he's back. But those excuses won't be able to be valid again. Ben is gone. The offensive line, another year together, more maturation process, figuring they'd be a little bit better. Nowhere to go but up, even though not exactly going to still be that stellar. But just another year, they're not going to give him forever. So eventually those excuses will die out. So he is back, though. And Deontay Johnson individually had a solid year. What did that mean? Well, again, they were an okay offense, but it was up and down. And the issue also with Deontay individually was he had a Pro Bowl caliber year, but then the drops returned at the end of the season. So they weren't there at the beginning of the year, and he worked on those Last year in training camp, I was there and he was doing push-ups immediately upon dropping a pass at Heinz Field when training camp was still there. And it's going to be back at Latrobe coming up here this summer. So that's kind of cool when he'll be able to experience it there as a top flight talent on the Steelers. Obviously, it hasn't been back there since COVID, but maybe he'll bring that same intensity to Latrobe. Okay, maybe he'll do those push-ups and he won't chug as many beers over at Sharky's like the rest of us in Latrobe at St. Vincent College. But again, he put the pressure on himself. He wanted to fix that part of his game, and he really did most of the year. But then the drops returned again at the end of the season, so it annoyed some people. And now the question remains, is he number one on the Steelers? Or is he a number one receiver in the NFL? Because maybe he wants to get paid like a number one receiver in the NFL. And obviously the Steelers are going to be cautious to pay tons of money to a receiver. Didn't end up happening with Juju. He's now gone. Injuries and diminished return and diminished production after AB and clearly kind of showing himself as more of a number two, more of a slot guy than what he maybe thought he was as a number one after AB or as an outside receiver. So he's now in Kansas City. Big money did not follow him, certainly not from the Steelers. Obviously tons of money went to Antonio Brown, who at the time, was the best receiver in football. And then obviously tons of drama followed and he's a hall of fame receiver, but it's been drama and it's been winning a ring with the Buccaneers and Brady, not with the Steelers. And I'm sure they wish they got that money back. So they're going to be hesitant. Chase Claypool uh, obviously stepped up right away and then had 
a little bit of a sophomore slump, maybe some nerves there whenever that time would come. But Deontay Johnson had the separation. He had the ability. He had all the makings of a number one even before he emerges that last year. And the numbers then followed, and he truly became that one. But is he worth the money? So the issue is skipping OTAs, no big deal. If it's not mandatory, if it's not skipping out on, say, a practice for a game or obviously literally a game or obviously training camp or when things get mandatory, it's nothing to really make as big of a deal as people are making this out to be. And some are calming this down with me, so I hear you. And if it's legit drama, I'm all about it. I'm able to cover it. I'm going to keep it real. And I'm going to be honest with you. And I've been that way my whole career. So I'm not trying to defend Deontay Johnson. I don't know him personally. Of course, I've been around him and interviewed him. But that's it. I, I, I don't really care what he does. There's no reason for me to shill or defend him. at press pass isn't going anywhere, whether I do this or not. But again, I do feel like it's been overblown. It does not mean that all of a sudden he hates Pittsburgh. Oh, it does not mean there's dissension, etc. But the issue is there is pressure on him. So while that OTA situation and him skipping there is being overblown, because again, if it's not mandatory, you can't be that mad. It does not appear the players are that mad. It could be okay, folks. There's still pressure. There's pressure for him to do it again and to do it now with Ben gone. And whether it's Mitch Trubisky starting the season as the number one, like I think he will be being that solid bridge and being a veteran who I think will win the battle in camp or if Kenny Pickett, NFL ready, first round pick, comes out there and does it and, and shows his stuff and certainly can't count him out in terms of winning battles over the years and being counted out and being doubted and then becoming a legendary player at Pitt and arguably the greatest quarterback ever to play there if you look at the career numbers just in college, certainly him and Dan Marino overall. And obviously showed why the NFL should look at him and why he is an NFL caliber quarterback as being the only quarterback taken in the first round of the NFL draft. And that's why the Steelers could go grab him. So it won't be easy. And Mason, of course, is there uh, to, to be fair to him. But regardless of who's the quarterback, and certainly if it's Mitch or Kenny Pickett, because those are two new faces and two new guys that obviously Deontay Johnson hasn't experienced yet, there's pressure. Not only is there pressure because of the contract, which I've talked about here, obviously that makes sense. There's pressure because he wants more money. He also wants to prove, which in turn works with this money, that he is a number one receiver in the NFL, not just on the Steelers, but there's also pressure because him being a number one receiver on the Steelers, let alone the NFL, not even locked in. The Steelers drafted two receivers in this past NFL draft, okay? Both of them in those first few rounds after taking Kenny Pickett at 20 in the first round. George Pickens is a guy that if you look at what he did in college, you look at the big games he was in, his production there, and what he showed there as a talent, yes, maybe a bit of a head case as well. Maybe there's some receiver diva in him as well, and that might be in all great receivers. It kind of maybe comes with the position in terms of relying on somebody else to help you so much. I get the frustration there. But George Pickens could be a stud. So there's pressure on Chase Claypool, too. There's pressure in this whole receiver course, but mo mainly on Deontay because Deontay became the one, maybe when he wasn't even thought to be the one by some before last season. Some thought Chase could, could emerge and be that guy. It was Deontay Johnson. But for him to want legit money and be a one overall in the NFL and to get the money that he's clearly looking for, and maybe if he's mad, and that's why he's skipping OTAs. But again, I do feel the whole missing OTAs is overblown for him. 
No reason to yet freak out here. It's not like he's not going to play this coming season. It's not like you're going to remember this months from now. It's not like once he plays and if he plays well to enter next season, that anyone's going to worry about this. It's all about how he plays. It's all about not having the drops. It's all about repeating what he did last season overall in yards, production, yards after the catch, et cetera, and touchdowns with whoever's the QB because that will be a new guy. That guy will be more mobile than Ben was, whether it be Mitch or whether it be Kenny Pickett, which will help the O-line, which will help the receivers get more separation. So figure making it easier even on Deontay Johnson, again, to show what he can be as a one on the Steelers or beyond. So there's pressure to produce. There's not pressure to be in OTAs. So again, skipping OTAs, eh, not much to me, but there's still pressure on him. So people saying there's pressure, that's true. There's pressure to step up if he wants that money to be a one on the Steelers and beyond. And there's pressure to secure his spot as number one on the Steelers because there's two new QBs that don't know him yet, haven't played with him yet. And whoever starts, they're going to need those receivers to prove themselves to them as well as them proving themselves to the receivers. And yeah, maybe De- Deontay is the de facto one that those receiver, those quarterbacks will go to as the top receiver, but maybe Chase could go to another level from where he was at a record setting four or five weeks when he first started in the NFL in his rookie year. So that talent is there. That body is there. If his head gets right and he's a little bit less of a diva and worrying about what other teams doing, that could be there as well. The maturity thing with him could help him. He has pressure to step up, but he could. So that adds more pressure to Deontay. George Pickens, a beast, could become a number one in this league, could become the most impactful player from this draft for the Steelers, maybe even more so than than Kenny Pickett, but of course, certainly second to Kenny Pickett, depending on what his rookie year looks like right away. But a receiver, either way, if Pickett has to wait a while, Pickens could step up and play right away. He has that ability if his mind is right. And then even Calvin Austin the third. I'm not saying he's going to be at one. I don't think Calvin Austin III is pushing Deontay like, say, George Pickens can. But Calvin Austin certainly can be a big play guy for you. He's a burner and certainly can get some of those scores that maybe would have went to Deontay Johnson. So it's a, it, the Steelers receiver corpse is getting deeper. They lose Juju. You lose James Washington. But you get younger. Maybe there's more money to go around now with people on rookie deals. But they're not just going to give it to Deontay for nothing. He got to prove it again. He got to be mature again. And while skipping OTAs, maybe he's not a good look because we're talking about this and have to do shows like this. I do think it's overblown, but there's still pressure on him to produce with George Pickens knocking at the door, with Chase Claypool maybe knocking at the door to step up and emerge again, with Calvin Austin the third now even there. So maybe they still need depth at receiver. Maybe it's not better than last year, if you want to argue that, even though they have replaced players, of course, and did lose some, but they went into the draft at early round positions for receiver and I think Deontay with his separation his ability can be a number one again for the Steelers is he a number one in the NFL is a different question where he ranks there is a different question what the money will be is a different question that we all got to see and again it's about his production on the field what he does when it's mandatory and his production on the field with these new quarterbacks that's where the pressure is for Deontay Johnson worrying about OTAs not a big deal the teammates aren't worrying about it the players aren't worrying about it I really do actually believe them and honestly even though you take it with a grain of salt so skipping OTAs not a good look but overblown not a drama not a locker room cancer nothing divided there's no reason to say receiver versus the team like the Steelers have seen obviously in the past or we know throughout NFL history that's happened with top receivers before. None of that. You can't take that or glean that just from this. 
But nonetheless, there's still pressure on Deontay Johnson to shut up, to step up, to get it going and to repeat what he did last year. And again, to not have a year in which at the end, he fades and drops critical balls because that's now been several years in a row. That's always been his thing. Way better last year than the year before. But Deontay Johnson has pressure on him to hold the football, to not drop the football, to have less drops. And if you want to be a top flight receiver on the Steelers or beyond, those drops got to go. If he wants that money, those drops got to go. So OTAs, no big deal. Skipping OTAs, no big deal. Is it something or is it nothing? To me right now, Deontay Johnson skipping OTAs is nothing, but it's something that there's tons of pressure on him. He needs to cut down the drops. He needs production to be there again. He needs to step up yet again and show he's the true number one on this team before he worries about the NFL because there are receivers right now that are going to be pushing him. Again, want to hit that subscribe button bottom of this video. Feel free to comment. I will comment back to you. You can tell me I'm wrong. You can tell me I'm right. You can tell me I'm somewhere in between. I'll hit you back. And of course, it's free to do so. Thanks to our sponsors throughout the Sports Now Network. So again, subscribe down below. It is free and easy to do so. And also find us all throughout social media at PGH Sports Live on Twitter. Of course, at PGH Steelers Now for our Steelers Now site here, SteelersNow.com, where all of our Steelers coverage lives, according, including my shows, as well as others, of course, on our podcast section there. On Steelers now, and of course, find me at Mike Oste 11 on Twitter. So again, nothing needing to worry about with Deontay skipping OTAs. That's nothing. Deontay Johnson skipping OTAs, that's nothing. Deontay Johnson having pressure on him and needing to step up and needing to show he's the one on the Steelers, let alone the NFL, if that money ever comes, that's definitely something. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.